What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? We got Cole DeGenova up in the small room session. I'm your host, Brent Brown. Um, Cole actually played on my latest album, Foreplay. He played on like five songs, and yep. probably most notably on there, he was slaying it on How Blue Is the Sky, which I have listened to like a million times just to hear that piano solo. But anyways, we got Cole in the studio. What's happening? How you doing? Good. Um, so what's new, man? Just uh, Well, kind of, uh, I actually just got back from Italy this last weekend. I had a gig in Milan. Uh, so I'm kind of just recovering from jet lag and just uh, getting back into the swing of things and gigging as much as I can and working on new stuff. Nice, man. Yeah. So for anybody new who doesn't know who you are, if you were to meet some random guy in the pub that said, hey, great job, you just slayed it on stage, tell me about yourself. What would you, what would you say? Just a brief, what's your one minute? Well... Well, yeah. I'm, if you I'm a musician. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, a working musician, also a working artist. Uh, I've been playing music most of my life since I was four, and I started playing professionally when I was 16. So it's been a combination of uh, being a working keyboard player, singer out in the world, but also being a songwriter and an artist in my own right and trying to make that happen. and. So it's like a balance of both things. That's sort of what I am. Yeah. But all music all the time. <laughs> For sure. So I have to ask you because like, I know a lot of um, singers and songwriters and players, and something happens along the way that, for whatever reason, others get really good at their instruments, and some just try to stick to the basics, or, or they just they don't. What do you think contributed to you just becoming such a monster on the keyboard. You don't have to agree to that, but I think you are. Uh, well, like I said, thank you. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I started playing piano when I was four. My parents were musicians, and uh, it was just sort of inevitable that I would end up being a musician. And I just practiced a lot. <laughs> and, you know, and then I went to, I, I mean, I, I studied from that point through, I went to college for music. So and, you really never stopped. Yeah. So wow. it's just been ongoing ever since. So I, you know, if, if anybody puts in that many hours of work into something, it's it's gonna pay off. Yeah, yeah. You probably hit the ten thousand marker. I that... probably hit the ten thousand marker like ten years ago. Yeah, at least. Okay. Well, <laughs> dude, that's awesome. I I think I still got a little bit to go. I started my senior year of high school. I'm 27 now, so it's been like almost 10 years. Yeah. So. I'm working at it. Keys, uh, you know, I just got this organ for the band a, a while ago. Um, but, yeah, I'm still, uh, I'm better at messing around with stuff on the keys rather than playing it. Um, yeah. So tell me about your latest album, uh, Radio Hero Mixtape. Yes, that uh, that came out, I guess, almost, almost a year ago at this point. It seems like yesterday when I saw you posting some videos about it. Yeah, but. yeah, it's... It was, uh, that was, that's my third official album. Um, that one was, was sort of a, a labor of love out in LA. Me and a buddy of mine out there, uh, just started recording stuff uh, over the span of two or three years and just really liked being in the studio together working on things. And I just kept bringing in songs and used a bunch of, uh, like LA studio guys out there, which was a totally different 
experience for me because my other two projects were with my band, my working band at that time. So everything going into the studio was was sort of already set and arranged and everyone already had their parts in order. And um, it's a totally different experience to go into the studio with just like the, the bare bones of a song and be like, let's build it from in the studio, you know, from nothing, which was a lot of fun for me because I'd never really had that much control production-wise over stuff before. Yeah, was it uh, was it a pretty big challenge? Were you working with a producer you knew? Uh, it was just me and my friend. Like I said, I mean, we were okay. doing everything. Uh, yeah. He had a stu- he has a studio out there, and he was engineering things, and we were kind of just bouncing around ideas. And I actually ended up playing more instruments than normal on it, also, which was like which was fun for me. I've always been a huge Stevie Wonder fan, and if, if, for those of you that don't know, Stevie Wonder played everything on most of his albums, so that was always like an inspiration for me. So what what would you say your your next best instruments are? Drums and percussion. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice man. A lot of songwriters playing the drums. Last guy I had on Greg Hyde, also a drummer. I'm a drummer. Yeah. It's like nice to be able to to lay it down yourself. Sometimes if you need a freak to hop on the set, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But but if you just, you know, if you want to test the waters or uh, lay something lay something down to just get it going to. Um yeah, cool man. So I loved your music video for uh for Hollywood Girl. Thank you. Yeah, so there's a lot going on like lyrically in that song. Mm-hmm. Um the lyrics at the end <laughs> which were like every time I get closer to her, I find myself getting further. Are you talking about God there? Uh Yes, it could be. I kind of I kind of wrote that song to have like multiple meanings. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's I mean, because that's that's cause that's always an underlying theme in a lot of a lot of my songs. But. I I also noticed that you know you're not just strictly talking about a girl maybe, but that you're also talking about maybe the music industry itself. Yes. Um, yes definitely. And, <laughs> and so, yeah, man, I freaking love that song. Um, just a great melody, great builds in it. Thank and you. Uh, really, one of the biggest things I look for in music personally today to listen to it is just do the lyrics, like, can I find anything into it that I can relate? Or is it, like, honest in a way that I haven't heard before? And I think that definitely captures it. So anybody listening, definitely uh, check out Hollywood Girl by Cole DiGenova. Uh, you can find him at coldigenova.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got a lot of info on there. Uh, one of the things that popped up as well, which kind of goes along with that, was uh, the Chicago Creative Musical uh, Collective, or Musicians uh, Collective. Yeah. Is the, so you wrote that yourself, that blog right there? Yeah, that was a that was an essay that I wrote, I guess, like six years ago now, um, maybe five or six years ago. And it was just really out of just sort of frustration with the, the music scene in Chicago and not just Chicago, just like the independent music scene all over the country. And I I sort of just it was just like a, a purge one night and I just wrote this long essay and then. Um, that actually ended up becoming a uh, partial impetus for this little collective that we started in Chicago called The Gala, 
um, a friend of mine who's uh, who's the he's the MC with this band Sidewalk Chalk that's doing they're doing pretty yeah, well. Yeah, I've actually heard a lot about that. Yeah, they've they've been getting a lot of hype for sure the last few years. Um, but Rico, the MC from that, was he had he had the idea to start uh, a monthly open mic because uh, he had a space to use and he's like I got this great space I want to get a, a monthly event going but we had also talked about a lot of these things about the industry and uh, about politics in general we were both like really involved with the uh, with Occupy Wall Street movement at the time so this was like I guess this was 2011 so this was like five years ago did you attend that at all I yeah mean, we, we actually did me and Rico did a, did a lot of things I, I went out to New York uh, for a few days and we did some events around Chicago for that. We put on a show that was sort of a, a fundraiser for, for some of the people that got uh, arrested in the Occupy Chicago demonstrations. Um, so the fundraiser would go to like bail them out or something? Yeah, it went towards or, the legal fees. Okay. You know, but it was really more of just a way to help. Yeah, to help and just to spread awareness of, of what was going on. And, um, but so anyways, Rico had this idea. Um, or he had this space, and he was telling me about doing this monthly thing. And then I was like, I actually just, you know, I should send you this essay I just wrote about, you know, starting this collective that could that could grow into more of like a communal thing and, and become sort of the basis of almost like a, a little union amongst our friends, you know, because the musicians' union kind of has no power anymore. Um, but something where we could kind of support each other because we had a pretty solid scene of of artists and musicians at the time and and I was like let's let's solidify this into something more tangible and then we started the gala and it's still going on it's still a monthly event and it's and it has sort of grown into this community of people and and we used to do a, a shows like I said we did the, the Occupy Chicago show and we've done some other things around the city trying to bring in different artists from different collectives around the city and stuff but yeah, it all sort of started with that, with that essay. Dude, that's pretty awesome, man. I mean, it's it's one thing to just like sing about your frustration and stuff, <laughs> and it's another thing to be like, I'm gonna also walk the walk to that, you know? Yeah, I try, you know. And and Rico, for one, I mean, a lot of that band, Sidewalk Chalk, they're very politically active, and a lot of their songs have gotten more political over the years, and. They definitely walk the walk also. So, you know, it's hard. It's easy to just get sort of stuck in this musician bubble world where everyone you know is just musicians and everybody's on the grind and everyone's just trying to make it or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, it's that, that was another point you made in that essay um, was we, we almost have to, as musicians, sort of let go of the thought of, like, making it and just, like, find out, like, I don't know if you said this, so I'm not trying to put words in your mouth here. It's been but a while like, since I read it. I it don't that, exactly that's the only part I remember, but I think you're getting at just like you have to have like a purpose behind it. It can't just be about making it nowadays. Yeah. Or else like you're not going to be any good. No one's going to listen for that reason alone. Yeah. And then, you know, two, you, could, you can do a lot of things in this industry today which could be deemable as correct and still fail. And and I mean that's yeah. with anything, but yeah, of um yeah, man. I mean, you're you're definitely um one of the best players I've met. Thank you. And and just 
you know, the fact that I can have you like on my podcast here and I'm, you know, I'm another songwriter in the area, but it's, it's crazy to think that like, there's so much talent that like, mm-hmm. isn't making it because what does make it mean? I yeah. mean, we we're making it cause we're doing what we love for a living. Right. And, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. I think that that concept is getting so much more and more vague, especially nowadays because the you know the the music industry is so awash with so many people i mean there's so many independent artists now which is which is amazing because in a way you can just build it from scratch on your own which you weren't really able to do 10 15 years ago uh because of the internet but at the same time like how do you break through this this wall of sound and you know who are the people that are really making it and like do you even want to have to jump through the same hoops that they did to, to get to that point? And I don't know. I mean, just, just being in the industry as, as long as I have at this point, I've, I've seen so many things where I'm like, I don't really want to do that. You yeah. know, and like, you know, I, I, I really just want to be able to keep making music and keep making that my life. And, and you know, whatever level of success that garnishes is, is great. But, you know, I feel successful just being able to, to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah, man. I think you probably get the same comment a lot is that like, it's almost like every time somebody sees you and thinks that you're really great, they just like have this like overwhelming, like good luck to you. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I hope you make it. Like, it's like this thing that you're like on this cusp that doesn't exist and they they want you to like be on TV now. My favorite thing is, is, well, usually people will be like, man, you should, you should try to get on like American Idol or The Voice, yeah. or, or even sometimes people will say, "Be like, man, you should really like get on Jimmy Fallon." It's like, yeah, if you uh, if you got his number, <laughs> yeah, that'd be let, awesome. me know. We'll <laughs> like, let me know. Let me know. I think that just goes, that just proves even further that like, especially the American public doesn't really understand what it is to be. A musician, a professional musician, because I think in most people's minds, you're either a hobbyist or you're a celebrity. Like they don't really understand the whole middle area. It's like they either see you on TV and they think you're amazing, or they think you just do it on the weekends for fun and they don't really take you seriously. But like it's like people don't understand that there's this whole world of professional musicians out there who are writing songs, who are in the studios, who are touring, and like doing it all the time and it's like they're 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 doing it they're doing just just as much as the celebrities are they just don't have the the hype around them yeah yeah because it's like a it's like a whole machine yeah like to be famous it's like this you know the arms are the media and the freaking you know the the head of it is the label and then there's like the distributor that's like the heart of it and you know yeah. it's it's money it's just having a lot it, of money behind like you, it, probably the album I put out like I could have spent as much as it costed to make on the album as I did on the promotion yeah or more mm-hmm. and uh, I just didn't because I cared more about the music yeah. you know. It's it's true. I mean, that's that's like the unspoken thing. I, I mean, I went to I went to Berkeley College of Music, which is like, you know, very much a music industry school. Like they're sort of preparing you f- to be in the music industry more so than just like a normal. They're music pretty real with it. Yeah, except it's like the thing that they don't really talk about is how much 
money pushes moves everything you know people people artists who are going into the business who already have money already have a step up you know just like these these labels are basically just funding funding it all and it like it's it's a huge aspect of it and i know there's a lot of bands out there who are like really struggling to just be on the road and not making very much money and being super broke and it's it's tough it's tough but you know if you can if you can find a a rich packer i don't know yeah or something yeah there's uh the pretty much any anybody uh thinking about becoming a musician out there <laughs> thinking about doing doing what we're doing uh just know that uh money is not the uh not the featured thing you're gonna you should shoot for <laughs> right yeah um yeah these are the, you should wipe that idea of like i'm gonna be rich and famous i mean maybe you will but if it shouldn't be number one on your yeah, list <laughs> unless you're already coming from some bit of that it's gonna be a lot of not rich and famous for a while but it's you gotta love the lifestyle and yeah. I'm, I'm like I'm, i don't mean to sound like jaded or anything at all yeah no i love the lifestyle that it is you know i love being in a van and showing up to different cities and, that I'd never been to before. Dude, that then anytime you play like a new spot, um, people are usually really nice and like yeah. treat you like family. And all of a sudden, you have like friends in other states or whatnot. You know. Yeah. I haven't done a lot of touring yet, but I, uh-huh. there I'm helping with a festival called Summer Solstice in Yorkville right now. Mm-hmm. There's some guys out from LA. There's some guys out from Wisconsin. From yeah. you know, like uh, Milwaukee. Um, I'm trying to think. There's going to be some guys from, uh, I think, Nashville, too. But, yeah, they're all coming in in their vans and just happy as as can be, you know? I mean, and it it creates this whole, like, community of of touring bands, and you run across the same people on the road in different places, and it's it's a great feeling. So right now, um, how many bands are you playing with? Is it it just the herd? um, I'm, I'm actually not touring with the herd okay. anymore. Uh, I was, I, I still do stuff with them occasionally, but uh, mostly right now, I it's it's my group, um, which is just Coldy Genova, and I'm I've been playing with this this experimental jazz rock trio called Hanging Hearts, and we just did a we just recorded an album last week. Uh, I'm gonna be touring some more in the fall. Um, those are like the two main creative projects that I that I'm really involved with. But but I've also earlier this year I recorded an album with this band in New Orleans called Naughty Professor. So I'm going to be doing some touring with them this fall also. And then um, there's this artist out of L.A. named Gallant that I've been working with a bit too, and I I go on the road with him every once in a while. So I'm kind of all over the place. I'm really trying to just focus on. Like my original stuff and and this band Hanging Hearts right now, but yeah, dude, that's that's what's up though. I mean, I I think I think it's really cool that that you're also establishing a great musician base, so that when you have your thing ready to go, you probably have a a directory of people you can hit up for it's that. It's true. It's true. I like I I'm playing a show out in L. A. at the end of July. Well, San Francisco. So you're pretty LA. plugged out in L. A. right now. Yeah, I mean, I've I've spent enough time out there, and I've got a fair amount of friends that, like, I, 
I mean, it's like this show, I've, I've got to put a band together and, you know, I've, it's pretty easy to just make a few calls. And Are you driving out there? No, I'm fine. Fine? Okay, yeah. so the band is all just flying? and The band is all L.A. guys. Oh, they already live there. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, so. That's way more convenient. Right. <laughs> the keyboard, do they let you carry it on? Like? Yes. Oh, cool. Uh, this is, man, yeah, word to anyone who, who flies with their keyboard. It's always a pain in the ass. Uh, I have a flight case, but it's that's even more difficult. I, I try not to bring bring that unless someone is paying to, to fly it somewhere. But I can usually just put the keyboard in the overhead, huh. um, and I kind of just have to like fight my way onto the plane, because according to a law that was passed like a few years ago by Obama, uh, all musicians should, if there's space in the overhead, you should be allowed to put So you have to get in there first. Yeah, you just gotta get in there first. Recently I've been, I've been asking uh, when, I, when I'm checking in um, to get pre-board. Yeah. And sometimes, at least with Southwest, like they'll just, they'll just be like, yeah, sure. Oh, that's a really helpful tip right there, <laughs> man. It doesn't hurt to ask. Yeah. Just be like, I've got this instrument. I want to make sure I can get on the plane. Can I do pre-board? Yeah, dude. Like, yeah, just hand I, you a little pass. And I've traveled once with my really nice guitar, and it happened to be where it was like a $50 upgrade to first class, so they literally just put it in their like little nook up there or something. Oh, in the, in the closet. Yeah. Yeah. So that worked That's out. Nice. Before that, I had like a hard case and like a way less expensive guitar, mm-hmm. and so... I just threw it, you know, in the in the regular baggage. But I would never do that with my Gibson, you know. Oh no, I've had to, I've had to check my keyboard a few times, and usually I just have the soft case, because I don't like to bring the flight case. But um, every time it's been checked, something has has happened to the board, like like a key will be weird or yeah. like a screw will be loose or something. It's just well, like, really it's quick, almost. speaking of travel, you you mentioned Italy at the beginning. I saw a picture and it said like you, you hashtag Versace. Was that like the the founder of it or something? It I know a, nothing. It was. About. This is a really weird. You've got to talk. talk I've, about <laughs> I've I've found myself in some really weird situations over my life. Um, this was a a few months back. Uh, I'll, okay, I'll start with Versace was doing a, a like a promo video. Um, for their new fall line, and they happened to be shooting it in Chicago, and they wanted to have some local musicians in it as, as sort of just background. Just they liked the idea of having musicians <laughs> yeah. around, um, and they really liked it. And I guess they liked what I what me and this singer did because I was accompanying him. And then they flew us out for this party, this like after party in Milan at the Versace house, which was nuts. So I was Dude. there for two nights, I played nice. three songs, and that was it. And just partied? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> drank a lot of wine. Oh, man. Yeah. That's sweet. Well, hey, I want to I wanna hear your song. What did you pick for today? Well, I was, I was considering doing Hollywood Girl. Um, we have been talking about it. Yeah. But unless you want to hear something newer. No, or, man. Freaking... Do Hollywood Girl. I love that song. Cool. Um, one second. Let me let me make sure the uh, the camera is set up. And then uh, 
Yeah, anything you want to say about that song that maybe we didn't talk about? Um, I feel like we... I feel like you kind of nailed it in, in uh, prefacing it before. I mean, it is... It is uh, it's it's a lot to do with the the music industry and kind of the the allure of of fame and Hollywood and uh, being personified by a beautiful woman. But yeah, how about the uh, the girl who licked your face? Is that your girlfriend, or did no. you just like, hey, will you lick my face? Or is she Man. just did she just get really into it you and you no just idea. didn't see it coming? Everybody who was in that video licked my face. Okay. The director insisted, like men included, everybody Please licked lick my face. The Ins- crap out of Cole. <laughs> so she just picked one. Okay. That was the best lick, I guess. But yeah. She she got you, man. Yeah, yeah, she did. She did. <laughs> but I mean, the the director of the video, who's a good friend of mine, Katrina Frederick. It was a uh, great video. Yeah, she's a uh, she she's ballsy, man. She really. She went for it. She you have to be. Yeah, she Who else is going to watch, out. you know? <laughs> right, exactly. Like, dude, I mean, I, I swear to goodness, man, like, it, for music videos, like, if you're just going to sit there and just pretend like you're singing along the whole time, yeah, it's boring. Yeah. Something has to, you have to get licked <laughs> by, by, you know. Metaphorically or literally. Yeah. yeah literally I, best. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I think it's... I mean, it, doing music videos is just another form of art, artistic expression. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather do something interesting than, you know, just... A pushover. Sorry. Yeah, just sort of the, the, like, this is the band in a room playing the song, and you know, but those can be great, too, but... Yeah, I didn't watch any of Beyonce's album that she apparently put out with videos to oh, all of it, I but I either. assume that's a cool concept. It probably is great, honestly. I've heard yeah. a lot about that album that I... I haven't listened to. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> uh, well, she's doing fine. Yeah. So uh, this is Hollywood Girl by Cole DiGenova. herself to me in New York City She took me to a hotel room Said, baby boy, don't you think these lights are pretty Well, maybe I if I could follow her just like I should She's calling me by name In my dreams we played these games Hollywood gonna pay our bills She takes boys behind the hills Late night parties, ecstasy She knows something more than me Will I ever make the scene? She's the one to tell She wears her face in colors changing day and night on the cover of the magazines Her eyes, they can't see what is wrong or what is right Well, maybe if she were touching me 
Every time I get closer to it, find myself getting further from you. Every time I get closer to it, find myself getting further from you. Every time I get closer to it, find myself getting further from you. Every time I get closer to it, hey, 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 I am. Uh, nice patch you picked there too. Is that the, oh, yeah. ro- is that the rock whirly? It's the ballad whirly. Ballad. Nice. Yeah, man. Well, anything? Uh, oh, let's see here. Uh, I guess I, I thought of uh, maybe another question for you. Um, sure. How about that American Songwriting Awards thing? You it said that you were a finalist on your website for that. Have you yeah. heard anything? Um, it was honest- for this song. Yeah. Cool. Um, honestly, I just I just uh, submitted it. There was there was a few things I found online, and you know, just started submitting to, to as many things as I could find, and yeah, you know, did something. So cool. That's cool. Nice man. It's, that's it's so funny, man. It's like unless if you're about to drop a ton of money on something, you just just shooting <laughs> shooting, shooting at the stars, and yeah. just hoping one of them hits. I guess. But, yeah. But I'll tell you what, man. To anybody who listens to uh, Cole's newest album, it's definitely the shit. So you should. Thank you. And uh, likewise. You know you can. Your uh, album. <laughs> thank album, you. Man. Yeah. 
Yeah, I forced you to listen to it because you you had to play on six of the songs. Why? Well, I mean, like that. You know, <laughs> I love doing the studio stuff, man. Yeah. I, love, I love being able to be creative in that way too. Oh, you you were such a joy to work with, dude. You just you just blew through it. Thanks, man. Yeah, and um, I find things like the like the organ or, or good key parts. It helps me sing, like mm-hmm. like in a different way than just playing the guitar. Helps yeah. me sing like the the vibe that happens yeah, from the just keys. Yeah, fill it out a little fuller. It, and it makes me, like, almost, like, my brain is able to, like, fill in the gaps of the vibrata of the keys or something. Mm. Something happens when I yeah. hear, like, a good organ patch or whatever. But I hear you. Sorry. Put him on the air. <laughs> it's my dad. <laughs> oh, no. Come on, dad. I'm trying to trying to do a podcast here. <laughs> so... Yeah, is there anything uh, you'd like to tell the world? I know, uh, I know you got a lot on your mind. You're a hardworking dude. Yeah, I mean, um, like I said, I just recorded this album last week uh, with this trio that I play with. Uh, I just play keyboards in that band. I don't sing. Um, that was produced by this this guy Dave King, who's a drummer with the band The Bad Plus, um, and. Uh, I'm excited about that. We should be dropping that in the next couple months. Um, I said I did this album with Naughty Professor, this band from New Orleans. That album should be coming out. I like the name. Yeah, it sounds really like cool. you guys are probably funky and dirty. That's pretty accurate. They're kind of, <laughs> they're kind of a, they're like a snarky puppy. I don't know if you know okay. snarky puppy. Yeah. Um, but a little, a little greasier. I feel like. Okay. Um, By greasier, what do you mean? Like dirty. Okay, just, yeah. so lyrically? No, they don't. They I don't even, they they don't normally have lyrics. That's why I was just I was uh, involved. Was to like more distortion or or like you just think they're like pretty. I think like it's just like the, the attitude. Yeah, of the playing is a little more aggressive, a little a little sloppier, but in yeah. like a funky way. It's probably yeah. fun to, to play like that. Oh yeah, definitely. I I'm I love that. I don't, I don't like things to be too the, polished. There's you know? this uh, band I was watching last night I helped set up at uh, in Yorkville. Um, they're called Young Jesus, and they're just thrashing for their sound check, and it was awesome. It's yeah. not like metal. It's like still not overly distorted, but they're just playing the shit out of their stuff. Yeah. And it's that's always fun to watch, man. You start hearing overtones that, like, yeah. you're not really sure how to get it, but sometimes you just have to just play the crap out of your instrument, yeah, and then they appear. Different kind of energy. Yeah. You know? Sometimes when, it, like, things are too polished, it's because you're sort of, like, holding back a little bit and like overthinking things I, in my opinion but when you really just let loose it's like yeah. that's when it's sometimes really it takes through. me it, it takes the right environment for me because i'm so used to just getting paid to like sing and like entertain stock yeah. stock crowds for restaurants and whatnot right it, it pays my bills and it's great you yeah. know and i enjoy uh, it but when i'm in a place where everybody's like actually stopped to listen to me mm-hmm it's such a thrill, and then I just, like, let the beast go. Like, people don't see that at my shows because I'll be way too loud yeah. for the, you know. Yeah. And, it's, and that's great if you're branding your band like that. You, yeah, you got to. Yeah, like We're a right. loud band. Right, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't, right. don't put us in a cafe unless, yeah. if, unless if you want us in a cafe. Right. That's that's real. I mean, that's a, that's a lesson we've had to learn with this group, this band Hanging Hearts is, like, Cause we all kind of come from a jazz background, but like we can't, we don't really fit into like a traditional jazz setting, like because we play too loud. Yeah. And it's like, 
finding the right venue for that is, is interesting. But Well, Cole, it's been a freaking pleasure to have you, man. Thank you for having me, And man. Uh, everybody, go... Uh, Go check out the video that we just that I'm about to post on YouTube at Brent Brown. I mean, uh, youtube.com slash Brent Brown 808. And then also check out Cole's website, uh, Cole DeGenova. D Here, do you want to spell it? Yeah, D E. It's Cole, C O L E, DeGenova, D E G E N O V A dot com. Cool. And there's uh, also Facebook and. Twitter yeah and Facebook Twitter Instagram him and I'll put a link in the description of your website he's cool. gotten neat little thumbnails you can click to get to all that from there yeah. so anyways yeah peace out everybody have a lovely day